everybody, Justin Michael Williams here, and I am so excited about today's interview because I have somebody so special to me sitting right in front of me right now. We're at her beautiful home in Marina del Rey looking over the ocean right now, and I have in front of me to speak to you guys today the incredible Koya Webb. Now, if you don't know about Koya, let me tell you a little something about Koya. Koya has been on Steve Harvey. She's been on the cover of Thoughtfully Magazine. She's worked with everybody. She's worked with Stevie Wonder, India Iree, and she's one of the leading black women in yoga and health. She has over 400,000 Instagram followers. And I want you to think about how many people that is for somebody that's in the yoga, health, and wellness community. And the reason why I'm so excited to bring Koya here today is because one of the things that really has changed my life in major ways, in even ways that I couldn't even describe, was getting in touch with and getting in control of my health and my wellness, my real wellness, not the wellness of what I looked like to on the outside, but the wellness of really how I felt inside. And one of the things that I think plagues the Black community is um, our connection to unhealthy foods, right? And how historically we have been brought up with these recipes from our grandparents and all these things that are actually making us sick, you know, and not that those recipes aren't delicious and amazing, but that our health and our well-being has to be one of the things that we really focus on in our lives. Because if we don't, it literally hinders us in every other dimension of of our lives. And so Koya is going to speak to us today about a lot of things. She's going to get us together (laughs) when it comes to our health and food and wellness. But before we even get into all that, Koya, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I just really want to start off by asking you, and I actually don't even know the answer to this question, even knowing you, what got you started? Like, was there a moment in your life when you said, okay, starting now, I'm going to dedicate my life to helping people, especially people of color, Mm -hmm. become well inside of themselves like when did that switch happen for you because I know you have so many talents you know so when did you decide that that was going to be the focus well for me I just I just like to see people happy you know and as people of color we are givers we slave we work we put ourselves last we're all about taking care of the other person and I see us always putting ourselves last and I saw that with my mom like growing up my mother she always like made us these good home cooked meals she always was the last to eat she always was the last to open her gifts she always just put herself last and I think growing up with that I was just like wow it's like mom always puts us Put her puts us first and put herself last and she needs it most I can see her tired I can see that she needed help so I would help her wash the dishes and I would help her do things because I felt like you know if she's doing all this then she needs help and I would massage her feet you know mm-hmm. because I'm like mama needs some love <laughs> and then I didn't know my career was starting then right you know but I would just see this in my mom and I think Growing up, I always felt like I want to help people be happy all the time because I feel like my mom would work so hard and sometimes she was very, very sad. And I think she was sometimes overworked with four kids and rambunctious kids. I mean, we were like athletes. We were little devils. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. I was so mischievous and I gave her the hardest time. And just 
putting up with that with like four of us was really hard. So I think at a young age, I I love to help people and see people happy. And I think as I got, got older, it just started to get more clear. Like I was an athlete, I did sports, I got injured. And when I got injured in track and field, I went into depression. Mm. I thought my life is over. I wanted to go to the Olympics. I wanted to make a difference, you know, because people listen to you when you got a gold medal, right? Right. And so when that didn't happen, I just was like, my life is over. I don't know what I'm going to do. I felt so discouraged. And the counselor was like, I think you should try yoga. Mm. I'm a Southern girl. I'm from Tennessee. When I think yoga, I think Buddha. And I'm like, you know, I don't know about. Like, that's not for me. I don't know about that. (laughs) You know, she's like, no, no, no. It's just stretching. So I was like, you know, okay, what else I'm going to. I just got kicked out of class for crying because that's just what state. I was just like, everything's over, you know. And going to yoga, I couldn't touch my toes. I mean, you can see the poses. People are like, wow, like how long have you been? I've been doing yoga for over 12 years. But when I started, I couldn't touch my toes. Mm. Uh, My hamstrings were so tight from being a runner. And the teacher came over to me after class. She saw me getting discouraged. I was like, this isn't for me. She came over to me and she looked me in my eyes and she said, I just want you to breathe with me. And I just took a deep inhale and exhale. And I just felt spirit Mm. in that moment. I was just like, wow. The last time I felt that is when I was baptized. Mm. And I was just like, I felt that tingle, that sensation inside of me. And I was like, oh, that's it. And that breath, that was the spirit in you. That was spirit. Mm -hmm. And I got so disconnected because I was running track. I was trying to make the grades. I was trying to be a straight A student and be the top athlete. And I was slated to win the conference the next year as a sophomore. So I was balls to the wall like type A, going at the books and going at the track like my life depended on it. Because technically it did. I mean, I'm a small town girl. I'm from the country. We grew up in a trailer with powdered milk. We didn't have much. And I was destined to do something differently. I wanted to travel the world. You know, my mom and dad would take me on us on trips every summer to these different locations. And it just sparked my interest to really see other cultures and how they live, how they share. So really that's really how I got started. And after that one breath, I did yoga for six months Mm. and I was able to go back to the track. After a year, I completely healed myself, won the conference meet the next year and was a better leader as a team captain, led my team to their first women's championship. Wow. Listen. So that's really where I say, you know what? This gift that I found through meditation and yoga I want to share it with the world. Okay. You know what? And you are. So it's been 12 years. It's been 12 years. And you oh, 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. And I, you know what? I keep coming back to this moment that you just talked about, about you breathed in and you felt spirit, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of us, I think we have that moment. I remember one of my teachers, you know, I've been doing yoga for 10 years now, you know? And one of my teachers saying like, we take so many breaths every day, but how many have we paid attention to? Right. You know, and it just reminds me of you saying like, it was almost like your spirit got reactivated Mm -hmm. just by focusing in on the breath. It did. Is that kind of how you felt or? That's how I felt. And that's how I continue to feel when I go into meditation. I, I believe that's connecting with my soul, with my spirit. And that's why I like to teach it because so many times we're functioning on everything outside of us, what people are saying, what's on social media, like all these things outside of us. But very rarely do we just ask those questions that we're asking hundreds of thousands of other people we just ask that question to ourselves, mm. to our soul and so to me to have that relationship with your spirit is the most beautiful relationship you can have in your life 
Listen, can you say that one more time? To have a connection with spirit is the most beautiful relationship you can have in your life. See, and the the reason why when you're saying that, I just got chills is like the, the part of it that you said too that I really resonated with is like when we have something going on in our lives, right? Like mm. even something simple, but something that is stressing us and we need advice or we need something and you call your sister or you call your brother or you call mm. your auntie or you call your grandma or you call whoever, but there's no better person to call than your own spirit yeah. if you have the relationship. Exactly. If you know it's not going to lead you in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So you felt like yoga brought you to that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely brought me back to that spiritual connection, which I felt as a little girl, 12 years old, is when I first felt that tingle, that body tingle. So when you felt that, that was my soul connecting to yours, mm. and it hit it, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're connecting. That's what namaste means. The soul in me sees, resonates, honors the spirit in you. Mm-hmm. And that's that connection when we say things, when we hear things, when we smell things. And we feel it in our soul. I mean, that's what I live for. Mm. Through food, through relationships, like in my job when I work, like I want to feel that. Right. And the more you can get that feeling, that's how you know you're on the right track. Okay. So spinning it to the people then of, of knowing they're on the right track, like why is it important for people, for black people, just mm-hmm. straight up, you know, to see themselves in these spaces and, and to be able to have healthy options to food and yoga and wellness and this and whatever lane you want to focus on right now Mm -hmm. and answering this question. But I mean, uh, you know, we normally see yoga as this white person thing, right? Right. You you Google yoga and the first image that pops up is some (laughs) white lady with her hands and her leg up, you know, behind her head or whatever. Right. So why is it important for black people to see themselves in this space? Why is this even important for anybody listening to hear about at all? I think it's really... um important for us as people of color because we are not set up by the government to win or to succeed or to do well. So we have to work extra hard in order to be in those places of power, whether it be the presidency, whether it be in film, whether it be in whatever, in music, whatever it is, we have to work hard, you know? And if we don't work hard, then we can easily get lost. And if the best relationship is with spirit that can help direct us and what we need to work hard on, if that's the most important relationship, that's why it's important for us to know it. If we have that relationship with spirit, we will be led to stand in those places where we are needed. Mm. Our love, our energy, our work ethic, our essence is needed in every place of importance. And unless we connect with spirits, we won't know how to get there. Right. We'll just keep running after what someone else is doing. But really, what someone else is doing is not our path because we're different. Right. You see? And even if we follow those before us, they are not us. What we have and the power that we need to elicit the best in these places is within. So we have to go within to work things out. Mm. And the more that we go within, the more we'll see the direction. We'll be guided. I just read this article about this man that um, killed Bob Marley, the CIA agent, because he was a threat to the government. Why was he a threat to the government? Because his way to persuade people to love was too powerful. Love is the greatest weapon on earth. That's why everything promoted that takes us away from love is to promote it so much. The bad foods, promote it. Why? Because it distracts you because you have congestive heart failure. You have digestive problems, fibroids, like all these problems. So it distracts you from spirit. Mm. You eat clean. Direct connection to spirit, what's going to happen? You're going to grow. You're going to elevate. You're going to bring the community with you. Music, the most promoted is the one that keep you and 
hella wrong directions, right, right? Right. Not the positive stuff because why? The more you go in the right direction, the more you elevate, the more you connect with spirit, the more we grow. So as people of color, we have to realize where we are our strongest. Right. We are our strongest with spirit. And with spirit, we be guided to those places of power and all the most impactful places, which is in the government, in music, in film, in education, and all these places. And in all of our careers, like every career that's most important, we have to be shining. And a lot of times I see like we're the last. Right. Sometimes by force, but Sometimes by choice. By choice. And you know, the way that you're talking right now, it just, the words that just came through to me were like the food Mm -hmm. and all this different kind of things. Like they are forms of oppression. And even the music, there are forms of oppression that we don't even, we're not recognizing that we're being oppressed because we're doing it to ourselves. Right. right? So we're thinking we're choosing, but Mm -hmm. we're being oppressed in the choice that through we even food have. and music we are being oppressed through food and music it is true. talk about food talk a little bit about so this. with food a lot of people don't know this but every fast food all these fast food places they take our dollars but they're supporting republicans so when we're going in there spending our hard-earned money on the fast food why do you think it's a dollar because it's trash right you know it's the scraps yeah we ate scraps once during slavery but we don't have to eat them now we can choose We can learn how to build gardens. We can learn to eat grains, quinoa, lentils, chickpeas. We can learn to put that with hearty vegetables, brown rice. All of it's not expensive. Yes, if you make the most eloquent stuff and use, you know, all of the superfoods from, you know, miles and miles away. But everything that we need that's basic, we can grow in our own gardens. So we learn how to garden, you know, have our own gardens, CSAs, farmers markets. They're in every city, but we don't frequent them enough. Well, and I love that the the what I learned. I remember when I was really getting my health together mm-hmm. is the stuff that's really good for you. First of all, has like one ingredient, yeah, and is not expensive. It's not all the expensive stuff. Even if you go to a place like Whole Foods or whatever, people are like, "Oh my God, Whole Foods is so expensive." Well, mm-hmm. not if you're buying the stuff that you should be buying, right? right? Like mm-hmm. meat and rice and vegetables and these kind of things are actually cheaper there mm-hmm. than they are in most you know places. But mm-hmm. you start going and getting all the boxed packaged right. crap, and then it's not good. Yeah, the box package stuff, it definitely is like a quick, because it has all the preservatives and all the sharp, the salts and all the um, high fructose corn syrup and MSG. And you want to stay away from those things. And a lot of us don't know how to read the labels and realize like, you know, we see on the front 100% juice. You look on the back, it's high fructose corn syrup, color, additives, you know. So it's, there are also lies out there. I mean, there's, we're not always just choosing this. Like we're being told like, you know, get this and get this and eat this and eat that. And it's really not the best thing. It's lowering our vibration. The best thing I tell people is that the the closer your food is to the ground, the less hands that touch it, the better and higher its vibration. This is good. The closer it is to the ground, mm-hmm. the less hands that touch it, the higher the vibration. And yes. then by you eating it, you're elevating your vibration That's right. and your health. Mm-hmm. Listen, okay. I want to get into the tips because now I I want to know them myself. (laughs) I actually want to know Koya's tips. So, you know, the question that I have for you is Mm -hmm. three tips to anybody who's listening right now. They're at home. They're in their car. They're wherever. Not things that they do two months from now, but like right now in this moment, they finish listening to this interview and they want to make the best impact that they can on their own health and Mm well-being. What are your three tips of advice that they can go do right now? Okay, here are my three tips. If you, when you get home, cut off everything, as little noise as possible, 
close your eyes and listen to your breath. Mm. Just, just take 10 deep breaths. Relax your shoulders away from your ears and just sit. And feel how good it feels to be present with your breath. This is the single most thing that will help us in stressful situations, that will help us make the proper food choices, because intuitively, we actually know. So when people learn to sit with themselves, connect with spirit, that is the number one tip I can give someone. What about for the people who they go home and there's kids everywhere, Mm -hmm. there's people yelling and they have desires on them, or even just sitting with themselves makes them uncomfortable? Mm Mm-hmm. What about for those people? What do they do in in this moment? I like guided meditation. So you can get your headphones, put them on, go to your closet, go to your room. Stay in your car. Stay in your car. That's a good idea. Um, Whatever you need to do to to get away. Go to the bathroom, shut the door. Everyone has a bathroom, you know. Um, Bathroom or cars are the best place because usually people don't bother you there. Right. right? But I don't know. If you have kids, they're going to come banging on the door (laughs) eventually. But if you have your headset on, you can take you five to ten minutes. And a lot of times people who just start meditation, they say, you know, I can't do it. I can't sit quietly. I'm thinking about a million things. But I like guided meditation. And I like the meditations that take you on a journey. I have one that takes you like on a journey to the beach and to the forest. Go to a happy place. I like to think about a happy place. My happy place is the beach. Someone else's might be the mountains. or, And you can think about that happy place. Let's say if you don't have a guide. Guided meditations are great. So if you, you can go online. There are a lot of free guided meditations on YouTube, all these places. Um, they're really good to just calm the mind and help you zen out. Okay. But if you don't have that. I would just visualize your happy place and just take yourself and there. And just take yourself just there and breathe. And ten, breathe. Ten breaths. Ten breaths. Relax. Take yourself there. And things will things will come. And just keep doing that for five to ten minutes every day. Just mandatory. Like you take a shower, like you brush your teeth. Mandatory. Five to ten breaths every day. And then sit for five or ten minutes. And if it gets longer, great. Maybe cool. it'll go for 20 minutes. So that's meditation. That's the beginner meditation tip. And I think everyone should try that. Perfect. Because okay. it's going to connect you to your soul. And your soul is the best relationship you can have. Amazing. Best. Second tip. All right. Second tip is around food. So most people know that I've been plant-based vegan for 12 years. You know, and I chose this path not because I started that way. Because as a child, I ate like pork and meat and beef. And I was Southern. I ate all the things, right? I also didn't do it overnight. I started by just first cutting out all the preservatives. So just eating clean food, real food, not a lot of ingredients, two, three, four ingredients, and you're good. So when people go home, if you could just look at the things around your house, look at those packaged things. If they have more than four or five ingredients, give them to the goodwill, like throw them away or give them away, whatever you want to do with them. But just, or even just make the commitment not to buy anymore. Just shop the perimeter. Not all the packaged, right? But just the fresh, fresh vegetables, um, grains, you know, lentils, being just feel. And this is one thing I told my sister. She's going vegan for four months, so I'm so excited for her. Find five favorite fruits and five favorite vegetables. Keep them in your house at all times. So you make sure you're getting your five um, servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Mm-hmm. So with whatever else you do, try to eliminate your preservatives and keep your five favorite fruits and five favorite vegetables in your house and at least a gallon of water. That's great. That's my favorite. And you know what? I want to point out that tip that you just like slipped in there because mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, 
you notice it, but for the people who haven't heard, it's about shopping the perimeter of yes. the store. I never realized this that they, you know, when you walk into the grocery store, everything that's around the perimeter, the edges of the store, mm-hmm. is all the fresh food that's good for you. Yeah. And everything that's in the middle of the store is not alive. There's no, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all the packaged cereals and boxes and cookies and crackers and alcohol <laughs> and whatever is all yes. in the middle. And I remember when I heard that the first time, I was like, oh, you can just think of it this way. Like, am I spending most of my time in the grocery store in the middle mm-hmm. or on the perimeter? Yeah. So you stay towards the perimeter. Is that what you do? Yes, yeah. that's what I do. And I stay towards the perimeter. Um, I shop farmer's markets uh, mostly. Also, when I'm home in Tennessee, I do CSA. And so what that is, is just like a community agriculture. They basically get their food from local farmers. And so what I said before about how many hands touch your food, it goes from the ground to the person who packages it to your table. Mm. It's called farm to table. So that is like the best. And then farmer's market, maybe the same thing. It goes from their farm, they're at the market, you buy it, you cook it. So I try to get as much from there as possible. And then whatever I can't get there, I'll go to like Whole Foods, Trader Joe's is a really good place to shop, Ralph, whatever you have locally. Yeah. Um, I also tell people to focus on things without the skin. Try to get it organic. If it does have skin, it's okay to get conventional. But also, GMO foods are real. And a lot of people are having hard times having children. And they have to eat things with seeds. If you want to go to seed, you have to eat things with seeds. So we're eating a lot of seedless grapes, seedless watermelon. Those foods are GMO, they're modified. So they're not going to give you the real um, nutrients of a watermelon with the seeds. Mm. You need it straight from the ground. You need the real deal. Okay, so. this is good. So our first tip is about ta- you know getting there with your breath and connecting to yourself. Mm-hmm. The second tip is about getting rid of preservatives, eating a little bit better, taking the all the crap out of your diet. Mm-hmm. The third tip is... The third tip is to share your knowledge as you learn it with your community, like you're doing. It's like it's like each one teach one. Nelson Mandela, we really have to teach each other, hold each other's hands and say, it's okay. It's not about being perfect. It's about progress. You don't have to be vegan as me. You don't have to be fit like me. You don't have to do anything but your best every single day. So the biggest tip is don't beat yourself up. Don't beat anybody else up. Just be loved. Get loved up, <laughs> you know, and just just know that we need each other. We, yeah. need, we need to educate each other and we need to be patient with each other. I really love this idea. I mean, you're the first person who said that tip of just like, as you're learning, share it with the people around you because mm-hmm. it is, I guess, in this way that we come up as That's a community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have another question for you. Okay. Knowing all the things that you know about Black people, and you've worked with so many. That's what one thing that I love is like you. You aren't. I mean, you work with everyone, but you're mm-hmm. also not one of these health instructors or yoga instructors that just goes and just caters towards the white audiences. Like mm-hmm. I've seen you in your teacher trainings, all black girls, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what is the biggest pitfall that you see mm-hmm. for people of color in general when they're trying to get healthy or they're trying to get their mind right? Mm-hmm. Or they're, you know, because I feel like we hear of so many people that want to mm-hmm. and have like, well, you know, I'm just really want to start eating better. I really want to lose weight. I really want to do this. Right. And then what is the thing that is like the biggest roadblock for them that stops them from actually moving forward? Because it seems real simple. Right. Honestly. I think it's social. I think it's getting bigger. The reason there are more people of color that are vegan in L.A. is because it's just more accessible. 
And that's why I said, that's why education is the biggest piece because it's supply and demand. That's a law, you know? So the more that we demand it, the more it will be supplied. The reason is to supply more in LA because there are more of us demanding it. So as we teach each other, we'll make those changes. And the biggest thing I see is people saying, it's not for us. Our ancestors ate this and that. Our ancestors were slaves. They had, We had to make the most of what we had. We did a good job making those chitlins taste good. But guess what? We don't have to eat that anymore. We got options. We got organic. And we need to make those choices that are going to make a difference, not only in our lives, but in the lives of our children. We want to have the best DNA because that DNA, even if your lifetime, you're like, well, I'm going to live what I want. I'm going to eat what I want. I got to die someday. But what are you doing for your kids? What if you have children? Now you're setting them up as a, with a deficit because your DNA carries that on mm. and on. And our DNA is getting weaker and weaker and weaker because we are just following the trends of all these things that are unhealthy. So if we realize that what is for us is the best, we deserve the best food, the best produce, the best connections to everything. Once we put ourselves up there, then we'll start making those good choices. We'll buy the organic. We'll buy the clean without preservatives. We'll buy something that costs a dollar more because we know that we're worth it. Right. So I think socially... Um, once we realize that, hey, we're worth the best and we deserve the best and we start making those choices with our dollars, then we're going to see a big difference. That's This is so important. And I think it's so interesting when I see people who's like, oh, I don't want to buy this organic whatever. It's like a dollar more, but then they have on $200 pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I think you have enough money for an avocado. Right. You know what I mean? But it again, like you said, socially, it has to do with what our community has been oppressed to right. think is important. Exactly. And the only thing is, so clothes make you feel like you're taking care. Of, it like makes people look on the outside like you're taking care of yourself. But food, you can't see that. No one can see, unless they're there with you at your house, what you're putting in your body. So you can't see it. And so we're working on the outside with the fancy clothes and the watch and all this stuff. But really, it's what's on the inside that counts. So if we spend more of that money on the inside and what we're putting inside of our body, then what comes out through intelligence, through spiritual connection, through going our community is going to elevate, right? But if we just focus on the outside, the outside is going to look great. We rolling in a rose world with the best shoes and the best purses, but the inside suffers, mm. you know? So unless we start to pay more attention to the inside and then teach others to, we once we do, we will start to see more and more change. This is so real. I I feel like, I don't know about how you grew up, but especially even just for me thinking of um, as long as everybody thought everything was okay, Mm -hmm. then everything was okay. Right. Right. Didn't matter what was happening in the house, but when Mm -hmm. somebody showed up, you know, we're the best family in town. Right. And so this is something that I think a lot of us have to undo Mm -hmm. with how we're living our actual lives. Right. I mean, just like, how is it really inside outside of what it looks like right and it's okay not to have it all together people look at me on social media like you have it all together you have it and i'm like oh my goodness i go through drama every single day and i'm starting to learn how to share it because for me i need to process it and get over because i got more things i got to do but i'm learning how to share like no i just had to fire my assistant i just lost my wallet at the beginning of the year you know but when things happen i don't think Things, challenges happen in your life to make you stronger. And I think a lot of times, myself included, I used to let them defeat me 
But my biggest growth is learning that challenges are meant to make me stronger. I am not a victim. I'm a creator. So when something happens from you, when you lose your job, you lose your relationship, whatever happens to you, take that situation and make something beautiful with it. Create Mm. something beautiful with it because it was not meant to defeat you. Everything that happens in your life is meant to make you strong. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Am I preaching? Preach, girl, (laughs) preach. So I have one more question for you, you know, and it's perfect timing. We're right at the end of our our interview. Close your eyes for a second. Since I'm in front of you, I can ask you in this way. Mm. If you can look back at at yourself, your younger self, however many years ago you want to go, and the beautiful, strong, healthy, vibrant Koya could walk up to your younger self and give her one piece of advice, what would it be? Love yourself first and most, and you will have all of the energy and love available to love others and love the world. Thank you so much, Koya. Thank you. For being with us today. Everybody, I'm sure, is going to get so much out of this interview. Mm. If people want to follow you online, you can look up Koya Webb on everything. (laughs) (laughs) On everything. She's really easy to find. Is there anything else that you want to share with the community before we sign off? I just want to say thank you for having me. Thank you for, for listening and... You know, my biggest motto is to get loved up every day. Love yourself. Get love loved others. up. Love the world. Love everybody. All right, everybody. Love thank Justin. you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, everybody. This is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People. You can go to motivationforblackpeople.com to see all the amazing interviews that we have with amazing young healers, creators, and leaders who are making history today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next interview. Bye.